The Week of Weeks Wednesday in Holy Week Beauty and Betrayal Jesus had arrived in Jerusalem to public acclaim at the beginning of the Week of Weeks, which we call Holy Week. Day by day, as the festival of Passover approached, he was teaching publicly in the temple. Most evenings, Jesus and his circle of friends withdrew from the city and lodged in the nearby village of Bethany at the home of friends. Mark, in his Gospel story, tells of an incident which we shall entitle Beauty and Betrayal in the 14th chapter of his Gospel, which reads, It was now two days before Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. For they said, not during the feast, lest there be an uproar from the people. And while he was at Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, he was reclining at table. And a woman came with an alabaster flask of ointment of pure nard, very costly. And she broke the flask and poured it over his head. There were some who said to themselves indignantly, why was this ointment wasted like that? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, And whenever you want, you can do good for them. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. And truly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And he sought an opportunity to to betray him. Beauty. While at the dinner table in Simon's home, an unnamed woman came with a flask of expensive perfume, pure nard, broke it and poured the contents over Jesus' head. It was a costly and extravagant gesture. It represented a whole year's wages for a labourer, gone in a moment. Such extravagance in Bethany, the house of the poor. Some around the table viewed this over-the-top act as a complete waste of money. They were indignant. Expensive perfume could have been exchanged for money and used for a better purpose, to help the poor, to bring relief to them. And so, turning to the woman, they scolded her. But Jesus said, leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me.
verse 6. Throughout his life and ministry, Jesus had identified and helped the poor, the common people of his day. But as he faced his destiny, this impulsive action was more appropriate. Listen to Jesus. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. In verse 8. This woman's extravagant act of anointing pointed to the inevitability of Jesus' death, which was inescapable and certain. The woman, in her beautiful art, was actually preparing Jesus for death, anointing his body beforehand. Beauty. The episode around Simon's dinner table closes with a pronouncement by Jesus in verse 9. Truly, I say to you, whenever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. What an incredible announcement. For Jesus envisages the worldwide proclamation of the gospel, the good news and beauty is at the heart of it. Betrayal. The contrast between the action of an unnamed woman and the religious elite and one of Jesus' friends, Judas Iscariot, is palpable in this part of Mark's gospel. Mark has deliberately put them together. Those who plotted to eliminate Jesus, the chief priests and the scribes of verse 1, and Judas Iscariot, a disciple, who sought an opportunity to portray Jesus, acted in consort. And in doing so, they betrayed everything that the Jewish faith stood for. What motivated them? Well, from the gospel accounts, it would seem that they were driven by self-interest. Envy, hatred, and greed. Whereas the anonymous woman in the story was moved by love, devotion, and humility. She gave her all. Our motives are seen in our actions. Beauty and betrayal. As we close this reflection on the Wednesday of Holy Week, which the Church has long called Spy Wednesday, I want us to home in on those two attributes, beauty and betrayal, which are at the centre of the story of Jesus Christ's passion. Everything about Jesus Christ speaks of beauty and loveliness. He is altogether lovely. And the lovely one came into our ugly world to fill it with his beauty, his fragrance. And in his unique death on the cross, he overcame the sewage of sin, which pollutes lives and contaminates our world. 
Ugliness is so obvious in the world we live in. Squalor, pollution, exploitation, violence, war. Jesus came to live and die, to save an ugly world. And through repentance, turning from self and faith, turning to Jesus, saving work on the cross, we can be transformed by his beauty. Our lives can be an aroma, the signature of beauty in him and for him. Betrayal, in contrast, is such an ugly thing. Out of sight, it lurks in the shadows, evil afoot, as it was on that first holy week that we're considering. Religious leaders betraying their own ancient faith. A trusted friend betraying his master. And the poison of betrayal still infects our world. One thinks of adults who betray the trust of children. Husbands and wives who betray their marriages. Religious leaders betraying their faith. Politicians who betray their principles. Friends who walk away and betray their friends. Our sordid world of conspiracy, complicity and compromise is a shadowland of betrayal. Why live in the shadows? When the light of the world, Jesus Christ, has come to shine and to share his radiance and beauty with us.